HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are, to pluck the low-hanging fruit of the literati, your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. <laughs> Happy June, Mike. Oh, my God. It's summertime here in Bushwick. Summer in Bushwick. Yeah, very fragrant. Very fragrant. Um, I'm enjoying some nice pink wine. You know, it is inarguable that I popularized pink wine in the United States. I made it safe for heterosexual men to drink pink wine in America. Uh, it's true. It's inarguable. When I, you know, I lived in Spain for years. We drank pink wine all summer long, usually from Navarra, from the north. And I came back to New York wanting to drink pink, you know, cold pink wine in the summer. It's too hot to drink red wine. I'm not much of a white wine guy. And, Isn't that you know, also known as rosé? Well, you know, it's rosado in uh, Italy and rosado in Spain and rosé in France. But I know everybody thinks of, like, champagne. And it's not this bad name until I started ordering it. And other people saw it. Other men, other straight men saw it and became comfortable enough to order it. Now you see, now it is acceptable for a heterosexual man not only to wear shorts and flip-flops while going into the store, but to order a rosé from Provence. We're not all thanking you for the shorts and the flip-flops. No, I can't take... I, I, have you ever seen me in flip-flops? Not bloody fucking likely. Thank you, no. I, I think the flip-flop is a worse crime than the male clog. The mandal is the worst. Oh, man. At least the... Ooh, our engineer uh, Joe is enjoying a delicious rosé. <laughs> and he's see? a manly man. He is. Joe, are you famous yet after last week's show? Or when, was it? when did we do our Get Famous show? I Two weeks remember. ago? I'm working on it. <laughs> I got more. That, that book is like a Bible, so I got to keep reading. <laughs> And once again, the book is Get More Fans. By Jesse Cannon. By Jesse. So, speaking of books. Speaking of getting more fans and uh, DIY culture. We have with us Ted Heller. Uh, he, the king of the digital DIY culture. 
<laughs> he, he's the author of Slab Rap, which I read when it came out, and I was talking to my friend Julie Mason, who has a show on Sirius about this. We spent hours talking about how funny that book was. All right. Anyway, you also... I barely remember it. And Julie is just one degree away from the President of the United States. I was, I was working as a fact checker at Allure when it came out, so it was very pertinent to my life. Um, he also wrote Funny Men, Pocket Kings, and his latest, West of Babylon. Welcome, Ted. Welcome. West of Babylon, which is right in my wheelhouse, a book about failed rock musicians. <laughs> well, they were successful once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was the next big thing once. <laughs> well, they had, they had mega sellers and stuff. And yeah, but then they just got old. But it's really great because, like, there's sex and drugs in the book, but the drugs are, like, Viagra, Flomax. Flomax is very big. <laughs> I don't even know what Flomax is. Um, it keeps you from peeing all night long. But right. it doesn't. It's supposed to keep you from peeing all night long. I've done yeah. a lot of research about this. Is, anybody, is Geritol still a thing? Can you still go buy Geritol? I, I believe so. It's like, like an iron supplement. Maybe yeah. we should get some of that. My friend, um, who shall remain nameless, <laughs> um, called me yesterday in a tizzy because he got his AARP card in the mail. You get that one when you're 50? When do you get No, the you get it before 50 now. Wow, they're really pushing it. You get it when you're about 28. Do you get a discount with that? As a Jew, I need to know. Can I get uh, the at, movies cheaper? Uh, Hampton Inns, The World Over. <laughs> and, 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 and the early bird special? My AARP card will do some, something good for me. It my... costs $16 a month. Um, my friend, who I can't... a month? I know. It seems it's like, like $600 a week. You have to stay at five Hampton Inns a month in order to break <laughs> to... even. And Hampton Inns, as I've reviewed Hampton Inns, they're really nothing so special, except for that breakfast buffet looks fantastic. Um, which is, which I, I love the fact that you've reviewed the Hampton Inns. This is the life of a yeah. working writer. Right. You know, the, it's a life of a whore. I also um, reviewed all those, um, what do they call comfort inns, which are way down the comfort line from Hampton Inns. They're right down there with Super 8 and Hotel yeah. 6. So where are you going to be staying on your book tour for West of Babylon? I'm going to be staying in my uh, living room on my couch. <laughs> so you you wrote a really great piece for Salon. Um I pulled out some quotes, even. Um, I won't read them to you because I hate being quoted at myself, too. Um, but it really, it really is kind of the Rodney Dangerfield thing. Like, you get no respect. Oh, you self-published an ebook. Books are so hard to sell unless you're Kat Marnell getting $500,000 or Lena Dunham. Um, like, Three million. Yeah, and you're, you're a, you have a great track record. Well, I, I, you know, I think I've written three good books that were published. My sales track record is not that good, and that's what it all comes down to. Um, that has caught up with me. Oh. It's a very cynical world. I mean, yeah. this is what I, you know, I deal with as well in, in my own fledgling career, such as it is books that are very well received, but haven't really rung the bell at the New York Times bestsellers list. And, you know, and everybody's cynical from the agent uh, on down to the publishers. They just want to know what you sold, and they want to really just tip the odds in the favor of the house. And... You know, my first book was published by uh, FSG, uh, Faber and Favor, uh, Ferris Trash and Jerome, mm-hmm. and they told me when I signed, we don't sign books, Mike, we sign writers. And yeah. I was drinking the Kool-Aid. Boy, I bought right into that cult, and they were there too. I think they were very earnest about that, mm-hmm. except, you know, at some point, you know, it stopped being FSG, and it started being like the parent company, you know, and, and the cult culture had shifted towards, you know, support, not that... They want them to be support artists, quote unquote, without remuneration. But the idea is you could break a writer on their second or third book. The same in the music business too. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen That's never all. would have gotten to darkness on the edge of town. Exactly. I, uh, you know, I've had a publisher. Well, many publishers turned down uh, West of Babylon, and one common theme was this book isn't big enough to relaunch Ted Heller. 
And I'm thinking, you know, I had my... was already in orbit, bitch. That's the thing. Like, I've, I've had my ARP card for 40 years already. How many times do I have to be relaunched? Apparently, like, every 15 minutes. Uh, I know. Well, that's what the Flomax and Viagra are for. So you, so you did shop West of Babylon around Oh, yeah. My agent, I do have an agent. He hasn't gotten rid of me yet. The night is young. And uh, people passed on it. Um, and I think they passed on it, you know, because of the, the sales record. Uh we were sending it out right when Pocket Kings uh, came out, and Pocket Kings got great reviews. So we thought, well, this is just going to be a no-brainer. But uh, you know, people turned it down. And reviews, free moves. Yeah, it's yeah. all about like how many copies sold. Yes. But I mean, Slab Rat did great too, or didn't it? I it mean, didn't, it didn't sell too well. Um, yeah, I bought it. I they, bought it for friends. That uh, that publisher won't even. Um, and I'm really shooting my myself, not just in the foot, but all over my body but they will not even look at a manuscript of mine anymore. oh fuck them you know anybody who says you shouldn't burn bridges has never actually burned a bridge doesn't know well, how, that's what how I'm much fun for. it is to party <laughs> and bask in the light of that burning bridge and also the people that were editors there now probably unemployed no they, they oh. all got better jobs oh. <laughs> I like to think that they yeah, I don't know are there better jobs publishing is such uh, a beast I'm kind of remiss this is the first year in many that didn't go to the book expo uh, this week, you guys uh, didn't make the rounds this year either, I don't think, right? I was too busy writing about Grape Jelly trying to pay my rent. Yeah, being a working writer, keeping the lights there, on. There was writing. a book expo? Yeah, <laughs> okay. exactly. Well, last time I went, it was more like the La Brea fucking tar pits. I mean, it was a bunch of dinosaurs just waiting to be turned into fossil fuel. It's just really sad. It's a lumbering, slow-moving business. So is this done at the old Coliseum yeah, or at the, at, Javits at the Javits Center? At the Javits Center. Okay. And I know everybody's strung off their bells and whistles and apps and digital thingaboobs and widgets and whatnot. But the truth is, it's still old school publishing and no one's really willing to take a risk. And I think, uh, or I suspect, any, any, anyway, that what's happening, we're seeing a shift where, you know, the democracy of the internet and digital culture is such that we can self-publish. And theoretically, self-publishing, I now have the same distribution as anything by, say, Scheinman and Simon and Schuster would have, except we you know, need to get the word out as, as well. Um, the problem is, I mean, there's no barrier to entry, but I think self-publishing now is there are the gatekeepers are starting to crop up. The people at Amazon and there are digital imprints that now it's it's becoming the same sort of thing. Unless right. you're aligned with an old school publisher, even in the new format, it still doesn't have the gravitas, right. no matter how good the work. Well, this is the thing. I mean, anybody nowadays can get published, and it doesn't matter. You could have something seriously mentally wrong with you and you could write gibberish for 800 pages and you get and more money yeah, yeah yes you'd probably you get be, a restaurant you'd become, closed you become john know. grisham no, but all you have to do is know how to press the send button and you can get uh, a book made the question is how are you going to get the attention so that people know that you have a book out and that has been my problem for almost four months now uh i haven't even started a new book you know all I've been trying to do is send emails to newspapers, magazines, uh, NPR, who they are terrible. They will not answer an email. I don't even know if they're reading the email. I don't but even know Heritage if they have Radio email. got right yes. back to oh, you, yeah. didn't we? Oh, yeah. I'm here. <laughs> and uh, Star makers, Mike and Judy. So hardly anybody got back to me. And believe me, my emails, I, you know, I include my previous reviews. Uh, I do everything possible to show them that, you know, there's no, I'm not mentally defective or that I am mentally defective, but in a good way. Right. And uh, I would say maybe only 5% of the places that I sent emails to got back to me. Out of those 5%, 2 2.5%, no, no, out of those 5%, 50% said, we're not going to review this book. Well, I mean, I find that a lot of writers, myself very much included, Mike not included, 
are really shitty self-promoters. We're like, we, we're just not, we're just kind of wimpy that way. Like, that's why we became writers, because we're kind of socially awkward. And saying like, oh, you should read this. It's so great. I can't do that. It's, it makes me feel I, like you probably don't want to read this. On the, on the, it's stupid. On the print like, version of the book, I, you know, I had to write a description since there's nobody, right? there's no publisher. I had to write the description of the book and then I had to write a brief description of myself. And I debated whether to use the word acclaimed or not. Because I don't know if I am acclaimed. And even if I am acclaimed, I just don't feel comfortable saying that. But I went with it. Good. Okay. Well, it's easier to talk about yourself in the third person when no one knows it's actually you. Well, now everybody which is knows. part of the secret to writing. <laughs> but now everybody knows releases. that I think that I'm acclaimed. <laughs> you are acclaimed. You're on the Mike and Judy show. Uh, okay. we're, obviously, we are one percenters, according to Ted's, Ted's math. <laughs> of course, he's in the AARP, so who knows how fuzzy that is. We'll no. be there soon enough, my friend. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about uh, West of Babylon and really what, what, what the story is. I tell you, I'm so caught up in the... Uh, in the trying to get the news out there, I have totally fucking forgot what the book is about. <laughs> I'll tell you what it's about. It's about a rock band. I like to think of them as like a quiet riot. Had some had some hits. Now they're like, you know, they're in their... I see them more as a Long Island Marshall Tucker, if that means that. <laughs> they're your people. Yeah. You know, okay, they're like a Long Island Marshall Tucker band. Um they do have, I think they have their original members. Uh, there was some yeah, drummer all four thing. Of them. Yeah, there's always a drummer thing. Yeah, and four then, members. Yes. You know, if I had five members, my pants would fit like a glove. Um, okay, I think everyone who listens to Mike and it, Judy has heard this. It's joke so hard before. to segue that gag, though. So I have to take every opportunity. As soon as I, I heard him say the word "member," I <laughs> <laughs> um, so each of them has like a very distinct personality. We've got the OCD guy. We've got like the 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 best. Okay. So far, I'm not completely finished the book. I love Jules, who gets Botox, tans, wears python pants. Is considering going up from a 34-inch waist to a 36, and has like a list. Gets of, Viagra sent to him from uh, India. From India, yeah. And has these women in his phone. That's like, was it patchouli, Julie, toilet, toilet, <laughs> toilet, toilet teeth? teeth. <laughs> yes. And he desperately, he just needs to have sex with someone, and he's always doing these. Even though like, he can barely do it, right? Like he always has to pee. He's the Flomax guy. He's hilarious, and and like OCD guy is also like has to put towels down in the crappy um, hotels, motels they stay in. It's, yeah, I thought I made that up, but I found out that um, Howie Mandel actually does that. I like that you called him Howie. I noted that. That was very funny. Is his name Howard? Or, oh, you know, you're right. I, <laughs> in the book. Did you write this book, Ted? I did. And I'm acclaimed. <laughs> well, the thing that I loved it, in, um, in, in Pocket Kings, the, um, the protagonist's name is, isn't it Franklin W. Dixon? Frank Dixon, yes. I was Franklin W. Dixon for one Hardy Boys book. So that you was your name? Now we know. Now it can be told. You wrote a Hardy Boys book? Yes, I did. Was it The Case of the Missing Chums? It was Shock Jock. It was about a Howard Stern okay. character who got um, murdered by neo-Nazis. In he, Bayport? Um, Are they still in Bayport or did they move? <laughs> I don't know. We really need to get the rights back so we can do the audiobook version of this. Yeah. But yeah, they took, it, they took everything controversial out. I had them teaching their biracial children about Hanukkah and stuff. The two brothers had a biracial child? <laughs> Howard Stern had oh, a oh, biracial okay. Frank Dixon, Hardy Boys, Frank Dixon, Judy McGuire. <laughs> but yeah, so... so <laughs> So, oh, oh, it's time for a song. You want to take a song? You want to take a break? Sure. We can do whatever we want. All right. Well, listen, it's Mike and Judy with uh, the acclaimed Ted Heller. <laughs> Self-acclaimed. <laughs> I'll acclaim I'll him. acclaim you too, Ted. Yeah, you what are the, officially acclaimed. You are acclaimed here. Okay. Number one with a bullet on the Mike and Judy show. Uh, let's go back way back. This is the Ron Chance, baby. Don't you turn my clothes. See you in a second. Hey, 
talking to Ted Heller. <laughs> that's her NPR voice. That's my NPR voice. Acclaimed author. Um, Manhattanite. Father. This is all things considered. <laughs> his, is that pretty good? His NPR voice kicks my Yeah, then we're doing my calls here. <laughs> Can I try that one more time? Yeah. This is all things considered. <laughs> I, I have trouble with NPR. So much of it's like doing homework listening to it. Yeah, I know. I listen to it in the morning when I wake up. Their goddamn liberal politics. <laughs> uh, well, I say that, and of course, until Terry Grove starts returning my calls. She won't. <laughs> don't worry about it. I feel like I'm on the verge. You're on the verge? I don't know. Some goddamn thing. I always feel like I'm on the verge. I mean, is it? don't you always feel like, you know, really, it takes one person, I feel. You know, you send out 20 million things, but the right person who gets it, who can twirl a review in the right place, but can you maybe that's This is what I understand is, I, I went on her show once. I obviously was terrible because now they don't even tell me that they don't want me back on the show. Well, is that half a value? But how did I ever get on there in the first place? I don't think that, that, I don't think I don't that means that you were terrible. I think that means that whoever... She couldn't we, handle me. You were, were you worse than Gene Simmons? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> there. I've heard about that. Yeah, that was a bad one. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it is, really, it is so hard. Like When my first book came out, I had a friend at People Magazine who's a photo editor who went to the books people and was like, please put this in the magazine. And they put it in the Valentine's Roundup. And like my sales on Amazon that week spiked. Yeah, this is the thing. When I did the Terry Gross show, which I don't know if it's called. It's called all, Fresh, fresh air, air. All Fresh Air Considered Gross or Fre- whatever it is. <laughs> fresh Mare. It was, uh, it was recorded. Yeah. So I could actually, even though I didn't listen to myself, I could actually go on Amazon when, when I knew that it was being aired. And it was like watching your, um, you know, your EKG yeah. having a heart attack. Right. Uh, because, you know, I'm, I'm down there, you know. And all of a sudden, I'm on the air, and the thing—it looks like it looks like, a, looks like a, pic, a topographical map of the Alps. Because all of a sudden, I'm well, I'm going through the ceiling. I mean, how do you like that? Is the that algorithm is, of Amazon numbers is still a mystery? It's like, and and also like the psychosis it induces in authors. Like, there's now a thing where you can look and see how many copies sold in in which states. I mean, yes. it, yeah. it's it's. I, I don't look. I don't look at that stuff. I mean, I like every other author. You know, there's a moment when I start to obsess on the Amazon number. I'm like, ooh, it's five digits. Oh, it's four digits. You know, mm-hmm. now it's the low four digits. You've got. I've, I've never cracked three digits. Okay. No, I'm, no. I've, I think. I've, I've I think during thousands. fresh but, air, like during that, you know, twenty minutes, I might have gotten into double. But what does it really mean? To, because two books sold could push that number like crazy because it's within such a short period of time. I'll take two books. And you know, yeah, two books. Hey man, I'll go door to fucking door if I have to to sell books. I mean, you talk about self promotion. You know, I'll do pretty much anything to put a book into someone's hands who's going to read it and enjoy it. I, and I, I do believe in my books. I hoping that will like rub off on me. So far, no. But your books are great. You're such a good writer and everybody who reads your stuff likes it and it's just a matter of getting it in their hands. That's the big problem. Have you tried contacting All Things Considered? No, my I'm not worthy. No, my I don't, my book isn't you know my last book isn't NPR. Oh, material. I think it is. I think they should <laughs> your, your last the Judy's last book, the official book of sex, drugs, and oh. rock and roll list uh-huh. should have they should have just gotten rid of NPR and created a radio station <laughs> based on your book. I don't. Maybe I you know they had me on, and maybe I was the last person <laughs> they would ever have on who was a, just a little bit weird. And like little now you're paying for my sins. I, I'll blame you, Ted. Okay, Heller. sure. Blame me. Um, did you really pay your wife with a $50 gap card to... Uh... All right, I'm going to tell the truth about this. <laughs> to what? I under- Finish that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> to be my wife? To design his book um, cover. That is the... It is true, and there is another story to it. Did you get a discount there's with an AARP card? And that is, she lost the card. 
Oh, that's so such a pain in the ass. I had to, to actually replace. get her another one. So it, it, it turned out to be a $100 gift card, even though it was only for $50. Those are some expensive lost, khakis. Yes, that's an expensive wife. <laughs> yeah, she, I mean. But she, she did a great job. She did a great job. Yes. The cover is very cool. Is she a designer? She's a graphic designer. Oh, that's handy. Yeah. Why do you think I married her? <laughs> really? You guys could just because, start your own Because I knew eight now. years ago that nobody else would publish me and I would need someone. <laughs> In my living room, who could design the book? She probably designed your business cards, too. That's a good idea. Yeah, see? <laughs> I worked for a graphic designer. I got all sorts of stuff out of here. How to get more fans here on the Mike and Judy Show. I'll tell you what people kept telling, keep telling me, or especially, I mean, it sounds so old now, but two years ago, you have to be on Twitter, you know, social media, right? Because this was going to be the panacea for everything. Right. Because, um, like... Um, I've said, said elsewhere, you know, yes, we're all going to, in the future, we'll all be famous for 15 minutes. What they didn't realize, what Andy didn't realize when he said that was, we're all going to be famous for the same 15 minutes, and it wouldn't make a difference. And it had to be 139 characters. <laughs> but you hey, know, they, Facebook introduced us to Ted. I, I love Facebook. You know, I'm a, you know it's, a, it's a great, it's like a big cocktail party, Facebook. I've met lots of wonderful people on, on Facebook. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, you know, it's, it's great. And wonderful, like-minded, thoughtful people. I've been yep. hipped to like well, all sorts of you music can and books. You engage and, in, in dialogue on Facebook. Absolutely. Twitter is, uh, it's, I, I just it's don't like it. It's a little like masturbatory. It. I was going to say that, but I. Uh, Facebook is like making love. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, with uh, 500 people. Um. I like Twitter. I find out news stories. Um, I, I use it well. I like to read the Twitter feed for certain things, and I do get a blast live tweeting certain things. Now, you have massive uh, Twitter followers. What's your Twitter handle? Oh, uh, bad advice. No, no, sorry. Hit or miss Judy. <laughs> you don't even know. I don't even know. Hit or miss That's Judy. That's my Instagram do, do you name. follow yourself on Twitter? or? <laughs> I, the ultimate <laughs> Hit or miss Judy after the Reckless Eric song. It's so mean about a girl named Judy. I love that. And how many so. millions of followers do you have? I don't, I don't know, like over a thousand, but not That's like. uh, ten times as many as I do. I have like, I have like 800 followers. It's like, who the fuck cares? And I mean, God bless them. I love all 800 people. A lot of them are wrestling fans because our buddy CM uh, Punk put me over. Your which foxy was, buddy. Right? Right, which was nice, you know. I'm, you know, I'm friends with you know the former world wrestling entertainment champ, who, by the way, is my friend because of the great Natalie Slater, who we'll have back on the show. Someone I met on Facebook, um, who's a rising star herself. I mean, this is great. It's great connections I've made. He put me over on a Friday, Freaky Friday, whatever they call that thing on Twitter, and I got hundreds of fans that day. But they're all you know wrestling fans and don't really aren't interested in the other parts of my work except when I'm bleeding about you know how much Monday Night Raw sucks. In which case, I'm like you know the king of the ring. But otherwise. Hasn't done much for my career. Right. So, so wait, so um, I was reading the James Wolcott piece about Pocket Kings, mm-hmm. and I've, I've heard that Pocket Kings is um, up for an award. It is up. Who told you that? Um, an acclaimed author. Oh, <laughs> that guy who can't stop talking about himself? <laughs> That's what you're here for. It, it is a semi-finalist for, and I think it's like the James Thurber humor writing James award. Thurber, he was acclaimed? Huh? Yeah. So was yeah. James Wolcott. That's true. See, so you're in good company, buddy. So, but I, I have this thing where I don't want to know. I don't want to know who I'm up against. I don't want to know when the um, award is announced because I know that I just will start obsessing over it. And so, well, I mean, I would vote for you. Okay. If I was allowed, do you to have vote, a vote? No, I don't. Okay. But I would. All right. <laughs> I don't know how those. those but this is the thing that would be great to win because when I send my next book out. It says, hey, and I'm a previous winner of the Thurber Humor Writing Award, and that will just make the rejection hurt even more, because now I'm being rejected with this award. I'm betting you could get a blurb from Hit or Miss Judy. I'm blur- uh, I'm, <laughs> I gave him blurbs. I, I you know, posted the book, the Amazon link and stuff. It's, you have. 
You know, I, I, I do my part for other writers. I, I no, you're, you're very supportive. And I think, you know, I mean, the Mike and Judy show, we always try to be because it, it is so hard. We do know so many writers and so many of us and our, our, our colleagues wonder, you know, why are we doing it again? You know, you know I mean, the, the definition of, ins- of insanity being what it is and just the, the frustration of, you know, it takes a year to write a book, you know, I mean, or more, I mean, yeah. you know, ish. It's a lot of work for very little Recompense. Well, I mean, what I'm finding out now is that the uh, the writing of the book, and I think I said this in the Salon article, and I'm sorry if I'm repeating. You're allowed to quote yourself. Okay, because I'm a claim. <laughs> is that the writing of the book now seems the easy part? It's oh, it's last, totally the it's easy part. It's these last part. couple of weeks <laughs> that are that are killing me. Oh, it's you, like you know? ripping your skin off. Yeah, like, I mean, well, it's like please. making a baby. Fun. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> like the, the last, I, I started about four months ago. You know, going online, finding okay, who's the book editor at the at this newspaper? And a lot of newspapers don't no, even review yeah, books, yeah, yeah. and a lot of yeah. newspapers the don't even exist The book editor at this anymore. newspaper, okay, Mr. AARP, okay, yeah, exactly. welcome to 2013, What's a because newspaper? they've all been fucking jettisoned. Yeah, for the newspapers that even still exist, and so then I have to find out the email address of, of this books editor, and then I have to compose the email and I have to tweak it so that the person at the New Orleans Times Picayune, you know, I mentioned New Orleans in that letter. I can't mention. I can't send the same letter to him as to the Bozeman, Montana record. Well, that's fine. You, You're applying for a job. You need to craft right. a cover letter. But that's you fine. also yeah. told, said mentioned in I think it was in the Salon piece about how you you were on something or you were in something and you contacted your old publicist that just to get the email address yeah. and they wouldn't give it to you. That is so shitty. Well, she is a nice person. She's. Okay, I hear. Well, her. You, okay. you know what? Because access is the coin of the realm. Yeah. And that's really unfortunate that people will lord over you with a fucking email. One okay, I just want to go back email. to that story. Is, um, I, I believe I did uh, only one radio interview for uh, Pocket Kings. And it was with uh, Bob Edwards, who used to be on NPR. And, uh, you know, my publicist got me that interview. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, maybe Bob Edwards, you know, maybe he forgot about how the interview went, and so he would have me back on. <laughs> so I I wrote to the publicist, and I said, can you, you know, possibly give me the email address to the producer of the show? And she said, I, I can't do that. So, you know, with the internet and Google, you know, it took me two hours. I found the address, and then I sent the email, and, uh, you know, less than 24 hours later, I got the reply, uh, no, we're not going to have you back on. But... <laughs> I'm sure they didn't say it that mean. Hold on. That was actually a fantastic moment because they got back to me. <laughs> you know, at least they told me that they weren't going to have me back on. Dad, I think you're setting the bar a little low. I am. But it, it's so much like dating. Like, maybe he didn't get my call. Maybe, like, the I dialed the wrong number and left, you know, got one letter wrong and it just went into a spam filter or someone else. Like, yeah, it's a fucking tough world out there. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, last question for you, though. Sure. Do you like writing? I can't stand it. No, I do like it a lot. Do you like writing, Judy? I do. Do you like the actual art of sitting down well, and doing the work? It depends on what I'm writing. Grape jelly copy, maybe not. But like fun stuff where I can make myself laugh, I love that. I'll tell you right now, I'd, be, I'd, I'd love to write some grape jelly copy. Well, I just that keep sounds... going cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And, you know, we're almost out of time, and it's June, which means it's almost July, which means soon I'm going to get paid for the story I wrote for interview six months ago. You get paid? 
Well, he hasn't gotten paid yet. I <laughs> yeah. wouldn't be cashing well, that check, my yeah, friend. Yeah, don't yeah. go out and buy a Jaguar. Yeah, but that's that's where that's the, that's you know just the object lesson of the respect that writers get. And someone called me to write a story and said, "Yeah, but we pay uh, six months of our terms." Except it wasn't even six months from when I, I handed it in. It was six months based on from publication, which was two months after I handed it in. So eight months to get a check, which is only going to be about five hundred dollars for the you know, for the story I wrote. But, you know, 500 bucks. You know, I know, but you've uh, already spent it. That buys a lot of pizza at Roberta's. <laughs> if, well, I, if I were in the position where I would have to buy my pizza at Roberta's. So, Ted Heller, <laughs> before you del- enjoy the last bite of that delicious pizza, where can our listeners find you? Nowhere. But <laughs> if you're really desperate, you can find uh, West of Babylon on Amazon. That's Amazon.com, in case nobody's and, ever heard of it before. And you are a tweeter. Uh, don't go to my tweets are terrible. <laughs> but Seriously. everybody should be your, your Facebook friend. Uh, I don't join, know if I want to extend the invitation. And join the Ted that's party. A privilege. Do you have a page for, for the book? Have you done anything like that? Like separate uh, a fan page from your personal we page? We need to give him Jesse Cannon's book, too. Uh, a fan page? What? A book page? Okay. It's been the Mike and Judy show. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Happy June. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>